Talk Recorded live. I am a mutant. Go to bed. Hey, Duke. There he is. Hey, you got on. No problem. No problem. Can you hear me? Yep. Hear me okay? Yep, you sound good. Can you hear me? Uh, a little bit muffled, but uh, you're okay. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm down in the basement. How about now? Yeah. That sounds sound any better? Yeah, it sounds better. Okay. Well, you're a pro. We can pretty much just get going and dispense with all the unnecessary uh, initial crap here, right? Yeah. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about that I should steer us toward? Um, let's see. Uh, just start out with the... Uh, well, what I wanted to start out with was the, the, uh, the encounters in... Uh, mini farms when I was a teenager, and then go into the little guy after that. Okay, cool. I'm sure everybody will be hip hip to that, and they'll be totally down for with it because uh, they they enjoy it. every time I have you on the show. They always enjoy it. Like, okay, I have K-Man back again. Well, yeah, he's a Southwest correspondent. That's sort of the plan. <laughs> you like some of these other people that I know in other parts of the country there's always some crap going on around there you know, just give them two or three months and they got enough for another hour long show it's just you know and then you got the ones like you and Brenda that not only have stuff going on around where they're at but they're investigating other stuff that people are telling them about the area so it's even more you know so uh-huh. that's sorry for oh. also I just wanted to mention the, the presentation that uh, my friends asked me do uh, uh, for uh, this year uh, the one remember that the flyer that I had put out yeah the one that was crooked that I had to straighten for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> hey it looks better when it's upright I was looking at it the first time going my neck hurts screw this I'm just going to make it upright and post it and if he complains then he can just be mad at me for doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem, man. You know, anytime you want to plug something, I had like mentioned that last time I had Rich on, what, like two or three times already. 
and like the show I just recorded with him. I'm like, oh, by the way, he's got a book out on tree structures, and he's putting out another one. And he's like so money hungry that he hasn't even bothered to mention it, even though he's been on my show three times already. So I figured I'd make a plug for him. <laughs> yeah, obviously he's really worried about selling a lot of copies of that book because he didn't even mention it, even though he's been on three times already. <laughs> See, these are the guests I like. They're not like, oh, I want to hawk my book first, and then we'll talk about other things. Like, you know, I got a book out, but I'm not even going to mention it or even tell you. You'll have to find out through the grapevine, like about the third time they come on your show. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, it's like the only book out there on tree structures, and you just happen to be the author. No, I wouldn't want to mention that. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let me get us let me get us going here then. Three, okay. two, one. <clears throat> Big Sky Howdy, and welcome back to another exciting episode of World Bigfoot Radio. And remember, if you had an encounter, um, call Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com, and he'll take care of it. If you've seen a gugwe or a mountain giant or a troll or something really cool like that, get a hold of me. Duke wants to hear about that one. Uh, meanwhile, I'm having a, re- a returning field correspondent here, one of our regulars that comes on the show every few months to update us on what's been going on in, down in their corner of the country, and uh fan favorite for the show here. Everybody loves him and know him, and the funniest Bigfoot story that anybody's ever heard came from this man, Randy Caveman Yazzie. Welcome back to World Bigfoot Radio, buddy. Hello, Duke. <clears throat> Great to have you back, dude. Hey, man. And also, hello out there, real Bigfoot radio cowboys and cowgirls out there. <laughs> <laughs> Even including in Australia, Russia, and wherever you ha- may happen to be listening to this. Wow. Tonight, we're all cowboys. They're all cowboys. They're probably all blokes out that way. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, well, Cape well, Man's a for real cowboy. Big fan, Bigfoot gets too close to his house. He goes out there with a lasso, tries to grab <laughs> him and put him in a cage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about Russians or these other places, but uh, I always, you know, fascinated with Australia and New Zealand down that way, down under. Oh, well, you do good <laughs> down in Australia. That's a lot like where you live. It's all big open deserts and stuff for most of the continent and except for the jungly parts around the coast and the north part of it, a lot of it kind of looks like where you live. So you'd probably be right wow. in there, except for the more lots lots and more plentiful poisonous snakes and spiders than what you usually get to deal with. Other than that, it's probably pretty similar. <laughs> well, I guess I'll stay here then. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can get you down to chase Yowie's around out in the outback at some point. They might need, <laughs> need some help from... Uh, a Navajo warrior there because they haven't been too successful in catching one or getting pictures of them so far. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably see a different guy running right there and then they'll jump in the river or jump in the ocean or something like that. <laughs> what was that lightning bolt? I don't know. Maybe that was our guest from the U.S. running from the Yali yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that. There was uh, um, marathons being run out there on the open. Never knew about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting that, you know, as much as it's a landlocked little mini-continent down there that they've got, 
apparently Yowie's there because they've got lots of sightings and reports. And the uh, the guys that are really researched it'll tell you there's actually three different kinds down there. They got the little bitty short ones, they're their proto pygmy version, the Junjudis, and then they've got like the regular size Yowies that are more or less like human size, or a little bit bigger. And then they got another one that they think might be a third kind that's like in the really big nine, ten foot tall side um, that you really, really don't want to run into apparently. <laughs> Those are the ones that maybe you go missing if you're in their area and they're having a bad day. Um, so, but it seems like in general, yeah. the always kind of have a crappy reputation. Most of the people that research them said that, you know, just got generally bad attitude. And some of the reports you hear, it seems like they're even more brazen uh, than they are here in the U.S. Uh, Outback Jack was telling me about one where there was a couple of people at a campground and the damn thing grabbed the one guy's tent with him in it and started dragging it across the campground and his, his screams and yells woke up the other campers and they started coming out of their tents at which point he dropped the tent and took off. But I mean, it's like, Oh my God, that's a little bit beyond the beyond compared to what we even have to deal with usually. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, you know, here on the red, that's, that's, that's kind of like common. That's what they mean by uh, being aggressive. Yeah, you know, you just don't yeah, grabbing grab your tent, and trying to drag you off in it. That's pretty aggressive. Yeah, just, just grabbing you or or anything like that, just taking you, you know, taking you into the bushes. <laughs> uh, that's being aggressive. So you know, that's just uh, yeah, kind of like a little bit um, the 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 real close encounters that uh, people have right here. You know, they that's you know that's the teaching. You know, it'll just grab you and take you into the woods. Hmm. That, that, that yeah, and you know, it's probably the scary part isn't so much, well, first of all, it is scary that it's grabbing you and taking you into the woods, but it's probably not taking you there to, like, share its cookies that are left over from the uh, from the Cookie Monster's last visit. It's probably got yeah. something else in mind, which probably isn't good. Yeah. Probably just rip all your arm or something like that and leave you there. <clears throat> something like uh, that. But yeah, you're not... But... Yeah, down in down in Australia, if there's you know three different kinds of uh, uh, hominids out there, you know when I go down there, there'll be a fourth fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be all these weird sightings of the Yazi Yowie going on. I'll be like, yeah. what the hell is that weird thing, Mike? <laughs> that one has a strange name. His name's Yazi. <laughs> it's a Yazi Yowie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's that's you know what they do. That's that's most common around here on the reservation. You know that's the teaching also. I know, and that's you know, one of the things that that always kind of uh, every time I talk to you guys down there, it kind of gets me that you know there can be parts of the country where they're pretty aggressive, and like where I live is one of them. But you know that's like beyond the pale, really. Around there's certain areas of the country where it's just like. They've kind of take the, uh, you know, human and Bigfoot uh, interaction handbook and throw it out the window and just kind of do whatever the hell they want. So, like, they're so brazen, they think they can get away with almost anything. Yeah. That's, you know, you just have to know how, how you know, you understand the woods. Mm-hmm. You just, you just, you just uh, be aware. You just have to be, you know, be on your... Uh, Eight cents, in other words, when you're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's also, you know, these other uh, other predators that are out there. There'll be like uh, the bears and the cougars, you know, even the bobcats and 
all the, the the other little critters that that will you know come after you like the badgers or anything like that. Yeah. So you know that's what I mean. You know, and you just always have to be aware. Don't don't really try and second guess things. That's just just the way I am. You know, when I look at something that I, I have to make sure, but I don't go closer to it. I just make sure and all of that and. They, um, them uh, hustings on the on the other side are bobbing their heads back and forth, trying to <laughs> focus in on me also, and that's one of the things that um, I do out here. You know, when I uh, hear a crack in uh, one of the um, one of the sticks that are laying around way out there, either either I'm in uh, the bushes nearby my house or wait, I mean. Uh, way down the Chacawash or on the other side of uh, the San Juan River, you know, while people walking along the San Juan River, you know, I I, um, get to kind of a safe place too or look for an avenue of escape first Mm -hmm. before I look to where the crack was. There might be even, uh, you know, uh, an angry bull looking at me from there. Because once you look at it, they have a reaction to it because... Eyes do mean, you know, looking into each other's eyes do mean, you know, either it might be aggressive, get kind of aggressive trying to get you away. But if you're not looking, trying to just avoiding the, the gaze of them, of any animal, will deter a lot of, uh, like, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, attack. Confront- confrontation, they take it as confrontation, aggressive challenge, go. yeah. Yeah, so you know, it 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 goes that it, uh, I've you know I've I've gone through things like that because like I was saying you know and before uh, before uh, what do you call it those um, when they were looking in the windows or anything like that if I'm walking around they'll be they'll still be looking but if I look that way either they look around or they pop their heads down or they kind of uh, really try and focus in on me. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know. So, eye contact is really uh, um, uh, a form of communication, you know, to to figure out how you are. The first thing is to deter you from being there if there is like a young child that they have around there. Right. And um, that's that's the first thing to get you away from there. And they'll throw rocks or sticks or branches at you. Or just to get you out of the area, because mm-hmm. you know they're they're, they're just uh, some certain ones. They're just ornery. They're just yeah. No, and those you know people try to uh, de- um, define them or trying to find their uh, what what you know what they're thinking that maybe they're all like um, um, all all like that. All the the bigfoots, these host teams. And, you know, usually they're not because uh, there's a clan that comes around sometimes that, you know, kind of keeps, like I always say, keeps an eye on on me and also keeps me in check also. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that, you know, look through the window. They're the ones that, uh, you know, dig in the the, the trash or be bothering the dogs. But, you know, now my dogs, you know, they're all friends with them. They know who... Which plan is around there? Yeah, they let them off their chain so they can go run around free. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> one thing that they do. And I've had that problem with within one week, one time, <clears throat> they've been put taking them off their chains, and you know my dogs be all running around way out there, and you know when it's time to feed them in the morning, they'll be um, long gone. And then I call them back, and they come back, and you know be looking around because uh, that's what I noticed. Also, you know they use that uh, long hand and and the thumb, and uh, they know how to. Um, uh, to do uh, mechanical, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in, they're mechanically kind of like uh, they know how things work when there's when it comes down to like uh, dog latches. Yeah, and uh, they know how mechanical to, devices that they can see us yeah. work it a couple times. They can figure it out. Yeah, they 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 do figure it out, and then these these uh, the client that comes around, you know, they have figured it out, and uh, what they that. The hilarious thing about it is uh, they twist the chains together, and, but they don't. <laughs> they they twist the, uh, both chains. These two dogs that are like um, uh, tied up, and uh, they bring the, the chains together and they twist them at the ends where the latches are. No, that brings me to uh, an interesting question that I got for you, Kate Man, that you maybe could answer, and a lot of other people couldn't. You've seen a lot of examples of them building structures and whatnot too, and you see them twine the chains together like that. And we know yeah. that they can they can sort of weave things together. Have you ever seen any evidence of them actually tying a knot? Um, yes, they do. In in like I was saying, they do that to my chain. If you can okay. go, you know how you tie your uh, your shoe, you go over and under, right? right. And then from there on, that's how they they uh, they uh, twist them, twist mm-hmm. uh, twist the t- upper access chain um, together. Because but they uh, do the first thing that when we're tying our shoe, the the over and under thing, right. not the Mickey Mouse ears, but that. And then uh, they keep on doing that. They keep on doing that. And then yeah, again, though, from my standpoint, that's like weaving. Because you're just yeah, twining two branches together. It's like if you took two branches, held them in your hand, and started twisting opposite directions with both hands, it would end up being twined together like that. But that's not an actual knot. Yeah. All they do, uh, what I have seen as far as, not really like, uh, you know, how um, twisting a knot and then making them into uh, like a, a shoestring knot. Yeah. Like saying like a, that, a square knot, you do the over-under, and then you loop back over the top, and you do the over-under again. Simplest, most basic knot you can make. Do they do yeah. anything like that? Um, they do the over and under, but as far as I know, they, they twist So just there. like the over-under and then pull it tight, that's as much as you've ever seen them do knot-wise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Over and under and all of that. Yeah. And that's... Um, They'll they'll do that um, sometimes at the tips uh, of these um, structures also, mm-hmm. and um, basically the, how how we used to um, uh, when we used to uh, be in mini farms with my uh, grandparents, we um, we would go out pinion picking out in the open, or not in the open up in the mountains, and um, my grandpa would uh, put together uh, this shade tree, uh, kind of like a little 
little house that uh, he would uh, break down the branches that are like maybe seven, eight feet and then put them all in the round, somewhere around the circumference of maybe uh, about eight feet. Mm-hmm. And um, we would all go in there and that would be our house, our temporary house. And we never even knew, you know, um, we we considered it a house, and those yeah. are temporary. So these uh, structures that they build, also, you know, they're temporary. They're right. um, put together just just for for temporary, for the night or for the day or for the, for uh, uh, the babies that they have, and they'll go on um, put them under the shade mm-hmm. during the day and then go foraging also. Yeah, that's we that's found how, an area up there in Patty Canyon where we found exactly that, where there was kind of a good-sized pine tree. They had a little bed underneath that. They had like a little ambush spot where there was two game trails that converged, like practically right next to it, with a deadfall, yeah. and then moved into place next to that for a nice spot to hide in. And then everything around it, all of the little old dead stumps within about a hundred feet, had all been decorated with twigs from the little squatchlets running around. There. So it was like, yeah. you know, when you found it and looked at it for a little while, it was like, oh, okay, I know what's going on here. This is pretty cool. But we found a couple places up there now where they they actually moved from that location. They have the newer one that we found. They leave structures and stuff up there all the time, and those are, you know, again, uh, smaller, littler, littler ones making them. And I see other people that find examples of these things that look like full-on teepees or like little lodges or something like that. And when I find those, I always tend to go, well, is this, you know, is this really a big fort or did some humans just pile this up and they stayed here for a few days and threw a tarp over it? But the majority of all, probably 95% of the unnatural structures that I find out in the woods have really no useful purpose. Even if you threw a tarp over them, they'd be useless. Yeah. Yeah, they start, they, 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 um, they start on the, you know, like the one that's still, still standing up and they'll put uh, brushes or uh, branches or whatever they break around that area. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always, uh, if you look at it, it's just like the same uh, as the teepees. There's there's three main poles that they'll put up first, which is uh, stable, to to make it stable. And they're usually the ones that are like uh, the ones that uh, keep the, the whole teepee teepee up and then everything all of that is just pushed together on it yeah you know that's one one thing that uh uh a lot of uh researchers miss you know will be be looking at it but they'll put in three of them first on on each other mm-hmm. and that's just the same way as uh these other uh, uh natives they put up their teepees also but what we use, yeah, is, uh, all of the smaller ones that we find, and, we're, and I'm talking about like three to six feet tall, that's exactly what it is. They're taking three initial leaners and putting them up there, and then they're adding other sticks yeah. and, and stuff onto it. A couple, two, three larger ones that I found around this area now have been really interesting because they actually used a standing tree as the center pole and then just piled everything against it, which was kind of really yeah. weird. And, uh, you know, again, it was like, well, it doesn't really serve a useful purpose. There's no signs of human garbage. There's no nails. There's no twine. Nothing's been cut. It's all been snapped off. Um, yeah. 
what the hell is it for? <laughs> you know? yeah. And the only thing I could think of is in the area that it's in where they're doing this stuff now, they don't have as much shade. And they might have made an area for like a little squat list to just, you know, hang out in. But I'd be willing to bet that during the day, daylight hours, they're really not there anyway because it's too close to where there's hiking trails for humans and stuff. And they're probably just up in that area at night or like in the early evening when the adults are across the canyon hunting deer. And they got like a yeah. sentinel or a couple, uh, you know, other ones that are keeping an eye on the little ones up there and keeping them busy while they're going and hunting. Yeah, they'll 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 move them once uh, you know there's uh, the first human that you know might run through there, you know, on these uh, trails that uh, are on the mountains or these running trails that uh, communities have. Mm-hmm. You know, once they um, once they see a human running through there, then um, They'll they'll move the babies. Other than that, they'll leave them they'll leave them there, or even in a in a brush or under um, some rocks. They'll leave them under there where it's cool. That's that's what they do and push them under there and let them sleep or or let them uh, I don't know what squash babies do. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, unless you're actually observing them, like Jane Goodall or something, you don't know exactly what to do. We can draw some pretty good guesses. You know, like the area that I've got around here, there's so much huge pine trees and stuff, and there's no shortage of caves, natural and abandoned mines. Um, to my way of thinking, it's like, well, unless it's really brutal middle of the winter, which in which case there's caves and mines available. If it's just yeah. like the summer and it's raining or something, all you got to do is get underneath one of those pine trees, and you're not going to get wet anyway. So, you know, yeah. how much actual shelter building do they need to do? Well, basically not. Well, they what what they do is um, they actually uh, there are caves like you said in in these uh, in these cliffs mm-hmm. uh, way kind of my halfway you know how there's a cliff and then there's uh, like the slope that starts to mm-hmm. go down from there there's a lot of caves or a lot of rock um, that have fallen down to make uh, shelters mm-hmm. and majority of them they stay up there. And um, they come down from there, and um, that's like the main main place that they uh, that they go to. They like way up the, way up in there, where it's cliff on the back side and then uh, slope on the on the front side. Yeah, and, and I always wanted to say on uh, missing four one one, one of the top three places for people to go missing in rock fields or like what you're describing a talus slope all the rocks break off, fall down the cliff or the mountain, make a big pile. There's all kinds of little openings and caves and stuff just in it because of the way they naturally pile together and people yeah. go messing in those places. Yeah. And there's usually like a, maybe a, a small hole that starts with it and then in the background, you know, the, it'll get, um, well, inside the cave, it'll be like uh, a, a, a lot bigger. it fit mm-hmm. about maybe three or four, four of them laying down in there. That's, yeah. that's how they are, you know, that's, that's how they, they go to sleep. Well, and uh, they usually do, like you've said before, they just dig into the side of a river bank or something and make a little cave there. If they're going to be around for two, three days or something, they make a little temporary dugout. And I just had Rich on. We were talking about Zana over there in the Caucasus Mountains. And according to the reports of the locals, that's the same thing she was doing. She just dig a hole in the ground yeah. and sleep in there at night. Yeah. All they'll do is just put some uh, some some sticks together and make a shelter. That's, yep. that's just temporary. 
but the main place that they will they, they go up there up on way up on top of uh close to the mountains and uh dig under there. Well, so catch us up to date now what's been going on. I know you've had various things happening down there and uh one we'll get to here in a little in a little while. You've got um before we, we go to reports and sightings and whatnot, you got an event upcoming there, right? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, my friends uh were uh all, all all we we got to talking one day and they were all like uh Hey, you know, can uh, you used to have this Bigfoot uh, club down here? Well, what happened to it? And then I told them, hey, you know, it's just I got a lot of things to do, you know, going to school and and, and doing a lot of internship and, you know, doing a lot of things. And I just kind of, like, uh, backed off from it. I just told the community that, you know, what I was doing. And they were yeah. like, well, can you do it? Can you do it for us? You know, can can we weren't here that time and we didn't know you that that well also that time and and so you know we all got together and i sent them on their their own little uh, project thingies to you know collect information on it and all of that from different resources and we looked at it and you know and then i told them well you know well what what do you guys want to hear the the ones that are like uh, out there or uh, the ones that are uh from my own personal experience so then uh you know majority one my own experiences so the way i look at it uh the native perspective or the navajo the caveman right. site <laughs> so uh, they he put put together uh um the flyer and i was like oh okay you know so we set it up for the 28th of february and we uh it's gonna be in the college uh auditorium. And yeah. um, you know, hopefully if if uh um what do you call it, the the college says it's okay to, to film on there, uh I want it to go live on it. Oh, that'd be and, nice if you could do a live feed. You get a I'd post yeah. that Montana Bigfoot project. Yeah, that's 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 what I uh, wanted to do. I mean, that's what they wanted to do also, and um, they um, they they you know they're they're my my friends are you know helping me out on this and and so that's that's what we're waiting on to see if uh, we can go live on it. And um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I probably won't ask or uh, answer questions at the time and all of that. It's just you know whatever whatever is on there that they put down for me to talk about and you know that's that's right those are the things to be talking you're about. doing a lecture not a question and answer session yes kind of like that from the students themselves and also uh there's uh some people that are you know in the community and also outside way out there all through the res is uh from what i hear they have all heard that so it's Certain people that have had encounters and sightings and all of that will be coming out also, and right that's, that's what that's what uh, um, what I'm working on. You know, to sign either to sign waivers if they say it's okay. Yeah. You know, well, you can do waivers. Little town hall then too. That's even cooler. Yeah, something like that, and then and this will all all be in an hour and a half uh, period of time. 
or maybe a couple hours if if possible. So, you know, that's that's you know, that 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 was my friend's wishes. All of that. So and then from there on, you know, well, whatever whatever comes by if they have questions they can also, you know, uh PM me also on Messenger. Right on. If the person had a, a question or something like that. But um what I'm thinking is uh this is just this is just tentative. Um doing the live feed from uh, my own uh, group, Hustin Tsui, and doing the, the, the live feed from there. And uh, whoever's in in that group, you know, we, uh, I guess, uh, looking at it. And uh, that's, that's, that's what I'll be doing. That's, that's, that's the first thing. Other than that, you know, February, not February, March, April, you know, May, when we get out of, um, out of class again. I'm thinking of uh, not thinking, uh, going, not doing any intern or anything like that. So I'm just uh, probably going to go back out and see what I can find down below. Good. Well, that means we just have to get you up here to do some squatching up here in the mountains this summer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. That's that's you know get get to visit you guys up there and. Go all the way around and see, see who I, who I can visit. Yeah, we may have I'm to, not, you know, go see if we can find Glag or something. If we got you up here, that would be fun to do. Yeah. Well, when I start singing out in them woods, you know, there'd be about maybe a whole tribe to come through. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a plan. When that's with fifty of them there throwing boulders at us. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> well, I hope that if even if you guys can't live stream it, I hope that you can at least record it because then we can uh, show it to people after the fact. At least they couldn't make it there to see it live. We'll be able to look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'm, that's what I'm trying. See, the the, the only thing is uh, if, if I can film on there on the on the college site. That's that was the problem that uh, that that arose. That's the only thing. But other than that, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, try and record everything in the floor or even try to go live. I definitely hope you can do that. That'd be cool as hell. Like I said, uh, I'll be showing it on my channel if you can do it for sure. So uh, you had a you had some recent investigations going on around down there. So what's been happening there? Well, um, they're coming around, still not tapping on windows, and uh, bothering my dogs, all that. Um, I go outside, and you, all you hear is uh, footsteps running down towards, you know, the downhill and to the edge of uh, my house. But um, they're they're keeping their distance now, you know, there's like that, so... Um, Many of the researchers uh, that have uh, been sitting in the dark looking at my house also, you know, thanks to them also. So whomever they were, you know, I I would just, um, I'm saying this because I would find like uh, tracks, human tracks, you know, um, about maybe a thousand feet from my house. 
somebody had set up uh, maybe a tripod or something like that or, or you know, just uh, going, looking at my area from, from a distance also. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, that, that hasn't been happening, so they started coming around again. And, so uh, uh, how how did you stop that? Did you like put out some uh, Tom Biscardi repellent or something? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they they did. Um, uh, they uh, before I used to you know shoot shoot at the 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 images that were um, like way out in the open or way at the edges of the um, the mesa. And uh, then I thought afterwards, you know, there might be people out there. Sure enough, you know, I go out there and there's track, human tracks out there. <laughs> sort of keeps them back away, so now that they know the guy at the base will shoot at him. And he sees him. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes back off a little further. He's pretty accurate. Yeah. So I, I just do that. And then, you know, the dogs let me know. Like I said, you know, when these things come around, if it's the the certain clan that comes around that that they know, you know, all they do they would do is howl. They would howl. They won't bark or anything. They'll howl, and then all of a sudden, uh, everything goes quiet. You know, and then after that, by that time, you know, I'll be looking around, but you know, my dog will be gone. Right on. So that 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 will be it. And. You know, they're probably out running around with them, or, or I don't know what what they do. But in the morning yeah. when I call them back in, you know, you, they're usually back in tired, Set probably. A, a trap for them for when they're looking in the the uh, kitchen window at you. So yeah, back. I'm trying to set up <clears throat> set up uh, um, cameras as to where they can't see it. You know, because right. I have that one of, guy that MK Davis had on did that with um, uh, a mirror. He actually had the mirror pointed at where he wanted to film, and he was filming the mirror, and they couldn't see the infrared. Uh huh. And then the other thing that you could try is because you know they're going to come right up the window and look at you while you're looking away. You got pictures of them doing it. Which yeah. you need to do is either light them up or dampen the light in the kitchen and take a picture. Because otherwise you get too much glare off the window and you can't enhance the image enough to see it. All you can see is a blob of glowing eyes. Yep. And I've, I've set up my cameras about maybe 25 feet facing my my house from the corral and also on the west side, on the back side of my house. But, um, you know, they always seem to be getting in front of the camera. And then... Nothing after that. Be like a dog trotting by my dog, my little Chihuahua. He's, he's the only one that's loose. And you see him trotting by. So they know, they know how to get it. They know how to get in there. Yeah, they're good at avoiding having their picture taken. Apparently, better than uh, somebody else that you had around there for a while. You got a game yeah. camp oh, yeah. running across your <laughs> across your yard. That one was a real shocker when that one came in, and you posted it on your yeah. your group and said, "I got you. You're not as sneaky as your big cousins are." And I took that picture and sent it to Cat right away, and she said, "He got a picture of a fairy." And I went, "Yeah. Do you know that he's got him there?" And I went, "Yeah." And she went, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And I started singing that Eagles tune, the new kid in town. Because he got his picture taken without even knowing. So uh, the other ones, they would be like all hiding or just show their shaggy legs or whatever. But this one, he's out in the open. Yeah, really running on, on camera. Yeah, it looked like he was boogieing really fast trying to get in front of the the camera before it snapped or something, but he didn't go fast enough. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't know nothing. You know, there's a camera right there. That's what I mean, new kid in town. Didn't know nothing. Other than that one incident where you had the one wake you up by climbing up on the bed and then ding-dong ditch it and ran and dove through the hole in the wall. And then you had stuff the hole in the wall after that. You haven't had him back in the house or anything, have you? No, 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 no. You know, I plugged I plugged everything up around my house and inside my house. Any little, even the spiders don't even get in there now. So, uh, <laughs> so nice. that's 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 um that's that was something to see. You know, asleep way in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden something grabs your thumb. And I was like a, in the fetal position with my with my um, left arm uh, straight out, and I guess my my hand was at the edge of the the bed, and I had my head on my my uh, arm, and I was asleep. And here uh, I felt my a uh, tug on my thumb, and immediately you know I just opened my eyes on it, and this thing crawls up, crawls up real fast. And it stood up, and I was like, "Really? Well, I really didn't freak or anything. I just, you know, looked at it like, what the hell is this?'" And it took, it actually stepped over my hand, right there, right at the wrist, and the, the lower part, and it stepped over and it stopped. It noticed that I was looking at him. And it really focused in on me. And I'd say about one second passed, and then he grinned at me. Not, not, either he grinned or he showed his teeth, like to say, you know, like, oh, crap, oh. kind of like that. And like the, the typical Bigfoot reaction when they're panicky or an ape or something and they flash their teeth at you. Yeah. Yeah, that his teeth look like it just stopped. It looked like the the, the same one that that with that I that had the shot on. It really didn't have uh, the way I seen it was. It didn't really have uh, any hair on it, but on the shoulders it did, and it had also the 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 big hair mm. with the brown big eyes. Big poofy hair. Yeah, big was poofy he hair. Was he wearing clothes or did he just have like hair all over him like a mini squatch? It, it had like a what, what I, was, I was thinking afterwards was I thought it had like like little clothes or anything uh, like a little uh, little native you know but um, that's what it, it, it actually it, it actually looked like a, a human being as it stood oh. up and it didn't have uh, like claws or anything like that. I didn't feel no claws either when it was uh, when it grabbed my thumb. No, no, and I mean, if it had clothes on. Yeah, the 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 clothes 
I thought it was wearing a pelt at one point. Okay. But it's just uh, the hair on its on its uh, backside and on its on its shoulders. And other than that, you would see um, uh, maybe it might have hair um, towards the uh, midsection, like the stomach. But uh, it did have hair on 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 the shin also. But majority oh. of it was kind of like the way you would uh, the color of. Uh, of bread. That was okay. that was you know the the outer crust of a bread. You know how it's kind of like sandy uh, brown, gold brown. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it, I, I seen that one. So I thought it was wearing uh like a pelt or anything, something like that. That's what I thought. But it did have a a little stick with it, like a little spear, huh. and uh, it had that did one. Face, did his face all look proportional like a human's, or was his like eyes a little bit bigger than humans would have been or nose a little bit bigger than humans would have been or was it all just pretty much like a shrunk down miniature human? Um it was uh the the eyes were a little bit little bit big for for its size. Mm-hmm. Oh those lemurs, lemur eyes. Right. That's that's how it was. Because you could, I I you know, I seen it just uh at um uh, my hand hand length, which is Right, you know, just he's literally arm length away from you, and you get to look at him for a second. That's a pretty cool sight. Yeah, yeah. And here, that's 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 what I seen because because uh, I, I I just I looked at it as it climbed up, and then it stepped over my hand, and then that's when it stopped and turned towards me, and then that was it, and. Once it it uh, it once it showed its teeth, it re- real fast lightning re re uh, reflex just jumped down and it it didn't even bother to uh, grab anything. It just fell down in there or something like that. It just jumped back down towards uh, um, the bottom of the bed, and then all I heard was that like uh, running along the. Um, the wall yeah. under under the, oh. the 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 benches and all of that that I have in the bedroom and it made its way you know just just crawling so I figure if it did that and it ran back to the closet the walk-in closet that's what the majority of the time when you scare one of these host teens you know you kind of walk up on it and they take off. That's more or less, you know, what it did. You know, the, the same if it was like not eight or nine foot, ten foot running through uh, the the woods, all crashing and all of that. So that, that's more or less what it did. It made its way out away from me real fast. Yeah. How tall do you think he was? I would say somewhere around twelve to fourteen inches. So like the size of a GI Joe, pretty much something like that. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that tall or anything like that. Then it it jumped down in there and made its way, and you could hear all the cords. You know how the um, these electrical cords when they bounce up against the wall or hard yeah. surface, they make sounds also. You know, maybe got tangled at certain times and all of that, tripped over and and all of that. So <laughs> yeah, it made it. And I, I, you know, I really didn't 
think anything of it after that. I was like, whoa, you know, I just saw this. What the hell, you know, what, what else is there out there? So yeah. I went back to sleep. <laughs> I didn't jump up or anything like that. I was just, sleep is more important. <laughs> as long as you ran away, that's fine for now. Hey, when he grinned at you, he showed you his teeth. What does teeth look like? Did he have human-looking teeth? Just the, just the same as human. Just the same as human. I didn't okay. see no uh, sharp teeth. Maybe that was in there, but it was closed. It was closed. Did teeth, um, teeth look white or yeah. yellow or yeah, white teeth? And when he showed his teeth, yeah, it was it, it, it was white. I didn't see no plaque uh, uh, or, or anything. I just... I just seen it, you know, grin at me, saw the small teeth, and that was it. <laughs> Did he have uh, many whites to his eyes? The color of his eyes? And it, it, um, it was, then, uh, let's see, the light that was coming off the the clock was the light that um, was reflecting on him. So I only saw the, like, the, the sparkle in its eye. Right. It didn't it go really red. Yeah. But I I did see the the whole um the whole uh, roundness of its eyes. And that's that's what you know I, I was thinking about also afterwards. You know the you know it has like lemur lemur eyes. Right. Yeah, and you know that kind of makes sense. I mean, if they're making a living by being out at night or something like that, they'd have a little bit bigger eyes for gathering more light in, so they could see better in the dark. And, yeah, um, you know if those little guys. I didn't there. see. They're so I didn't little, see no. They could easily avoid us knowing that they were around. Yeah. I haven't. Like, and after it went down into the closet, the, the walk-in closet. Um, I like, like I said, I just went back to sleep. I didn't want to mess with it or anything like that. It's small, so if it tries to attack me, I want to squish some heads. Is what you know went through my mind. So. Um, I just did that, and then um, the next morning, first thing I did was check the walk-in closet. Sure enough, there was a like an, maybe a, a six to eight-inch slit uh, drywall in the drywall that uh, had been cracked open, and eventually, uh-huh. I guess they had he or they had been coming in from there, and also, you know. When I checked down in there, it had bored its way all the way from. I could see the bottom of the the house, the the the, the, the trailer, and see all the way down to the dirt. Wow, that's really creepy. So yeah, it just kind of makes you wonder, if, like if it was a scouting mission or something. Now it sounds like after um, the recent spate where you had them around again and you actually got a picture of one of them on your cam out in front of the house that. Shortly after that, all the activity died down and they disappeared again. And they just seem like they come yeah. through at a certain time of the year or something, maybe? I'm thinking, yeah, probably. Because this, this, uh, both of them happened somewhere around September and October. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so that was I'm the thinking, same time of the year this year where you got the picture. Yeah. And uh, the, the sighting on that one was also, in, I think it was October. Um, when it came up on the bed. And wow, that's, so kind of, that's really weird. And so, Actually, yeah. 
I should mention at this point before we get on to other subjects that I just got contacted today by another listener that's interested in the little people and um, basically contacted me because I've done a couple of shows on them and I have people that know something about them. And uh, he had taken some pictures on the Rio Grande River in New Mexico just a few weeks ago and he sent them to me. And little tracks that look sort of like human tracks about five inches long and a little handprint in the mud about an inch and a half long, maybe two inches. Looks just like a human handprint. I mean, that's even too small for a toddler, for God's sakes. So yeah. I don't know what the hell he's taking pictures of down there, but uh might be a little people down there, too. Yeah. Some new thing that, that's around the way I see it. Because I had never uh, gone through it, and when, uh, what's his name, Bear Jim King had asked me about it, I just told him that was okay, and it was all, um, I, I haven't really had any contact with him, there's just been, you know, that thing happened, and, and I was like, hey, you know, Bear, keep your, keep keep all the things that are, uh, that you talk about on your side, because I don't want to see him over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like skid lockers and puckwoodies and stuff and ghosts. and He doesn't like none of that oh. stuff for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I was just laughing about it. And, you know, keep all that stuff on the, on your side. So uh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, you got a nice big desert to keep him over there. That's too much territory for him to cross to get over there to where Bear is. Too much effort to get mm-hmm. down there and pasture him. So he's got local cryptids to deal with. He's got his own problems over there for being overrun with uh, deep south boaters where he's at. There's no <laughs> shortage of them. So have you had any, uh, what's been going on locally here with your your neighbors and or being contacted by anybody else around the area having booger sightings going on? Oh, just recently, um, just recently, which was, uh, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, this was uh, a little bit far off from me, but um, there was a a report of uh, this lady that uh, had come through the gate, opened the gate, and drove through, and she closed the gate and sat back in the car, you know, and then um, she got on her phone like any other woman would do. She got on her phone first and probably text um, Facebook, made a selfie or something like that. It was doing that within within a few seconds. Then uh, she got her car uh, slapped so many times she didn't bother to look back she just put it in drive through the phone to the side and off she went back oh, to, her, to, to her brother so that's right within the area but this is west of me about maybe a mile and um, after that that night no this one happened before I'm sorry this one happened a week before and they were talking about it. And I told them, yeah, he, he lived down there. So he hosting, you know, you could tell. So she was all scared and we went to her brother's house and, 
you know, just uh, was really traumatized by it. And um, after that, um, the other two ladies that um, that I had written on Facebook about had seen one across across the road. This this is about maybe maybe uh, ten miles from where I live, east of where this thing happened. And a good description was it was a sandy color that it just ran right there, right in front of them. And she almost hit it. That the passenger that was on there just, you know, saw the movement, something running across, mm-hmm. and that was it. And then they just they just went on. Then she didn't want to stop because you know she she didn't want her friend to be dragged out of the car. So other cars had stopped right there, the ones that were you know going the opposite direction. That's you know, what happened, and uh, we went back out there, I took some pictures, it had snowed and it was windy, but, you know, the, the footprints were still, you know, kind of seen, it had, um, it was going at an angle, and it went right in front of them, and jumped the fence, and continued on. Oh, man, if you got them pictures of the tracks to send with, send them on over so we can check those. We definitely want to look at that. Now, you had, like, multiple cars in each direction stopping. Did you get multiple witnesses to talk about it or just the one car? Oh, just the one car. The other witnesses are just stopping, and they kept on going. Right. Like I said, they, you know, they got scared. and Well, yeah. They just, they just, uh, just kept on driving. Well, it's a good thing somebody got a hold of you so you could go over there and take a look at it and try and document it a little bit and figure out what was going on. How big of a fence did he go jump over? It was, um, let's see, about about five foot. Oh, geez. Okay. Five foot, and then it, it must have cleared it because uh, I tried looking for, like, hair, where the tracks are. Well, you found the tracks on each side of it. Then, did it look like he had jumped over or just stepped? Just it, it looked like he, it jumped over. Okay. Because I could see the heel mark the most, and just slightly the 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 other portion, like the toes or anything. Just it was mainly the heel. It was right under the bush. <laughs> under the bush where you can't find the tracks. Um, yeah, <laughs> sounds about it right. right. Like a sage bush, salt bush. That's what it was. So, you know, when it went back out there, in fact, I haven't even downloaded that one yet. So, as soon as I get it, you know, I'll send it over. Yeah, send it on over. We'll definitely include it here with the show, man. That's, you know, it's really neat when you get sightings like that where, you know, it sounds like the other people didn't bother to report and chime in, but. You get multiple witnesses seeing something like that. It's really cool. Because then you can get the details from the other ones and go, well, what did you see? And if all the details yeah. are exactly the same, it's like, well, there's a pretty good case that they were all seeing the same hallucination for some reason. Maybe it wasn't a hallucination. What, what, I, noticed, um, <laughs> what I noticed when I was uh, walking around there is uh, the cows are giving giving birth and there's a lot of little itty-bitty calves, you know, mm-hmm. scampering around. That's what I've seen around there. 
think he's oh. napping up the um, one of those stillborn defective ones or eating afterbirth, or what do you think he's up to? He might be eating afterbirth. <clears throat> so, you know, I didn't see no no, um, no little dead cats or anything. They were, they were out in the field on both sides and all around there also. There's, there's plenty of cows that were there. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was what was going on. They're so opportunistic. You know, we yep. just had that show where I did with Big D there, and he was talking about somebody up in Wisconsin actually having a sighting. He was looking at it, the binoculars going, what the hell is this guy doing out in my wheat field? And the guy's, like, waving his arm. And you could tell after he watched him for a, a, a minute or two, he was actually pulling the grains off the, the stalks of wheat and eating them. He's like, what the hell is this guy doing? He also jumps on his ATV, goes chasing after him, and turns out it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> but there's a perfect example. He's got one little part of his big field of wheat that hasn't been cut yet, and the Bigfoot's smart enough to be over there going, oh, I better munch this down fast. He's going to cut this one next. <laughs> yep. They'll just take off real fast. They just don't want to be seen on the open when they're doing something. Yeah. Yeah, this was kind of unusual because it was still it was still daylight, and he thought it was just some guy trespassing on his property. So he jumped on his ATV and ran over to the far side of the field. By the time he got there, the thing had covered almost as much distance uh, across the field at a right angle away from him toward the road and had gone over the road. So he went as fast as he could and chased him across the road into the other neighbor's field and caught up with him, at which point it turned around and roared at him. And there was no doubt in his mind what it was, and then he kind of, like, decided to leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a race between a turtle and a, a jackrabbit. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's not a human. I'm out of here. <laughs> the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, that reminds me. When we were uh, in our um, in our teen in my teenage years, we used to uh, sleep out in uh, these, these uh, shade houses. We call them. It's just like um, what we were just talking about, like uh, these uh, bigfoot um, uh, temporary shelters. Right. Uh, we we call them shade houses, and we you know structure it real good, all square, and put some. Uh, uh, cottonwood leaves up against it and all of that. And then it's uh, a house for the winter, not for the winter, for the summertime. You know, just just a shade house is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, just a, just a, something overhead and you sleep in it and all of that. But um, right around, I'd say, towards between 12 to 2, because we wouldn't go to sleep till somewhere uh, 11 o'clock or something like that. And we would all go inside and go inside that uh, shade shade house. And our door was only uh, plywood that was cut out just to, just to block the door, just to have the dogs stay out. And there would be like maybe five uh, metal beds that uh, was brought back from the local boarding school or something like that. And we had those uh, old-timer uh, roll-out um, mattresses. And um, we we used to uh, go to sleep on it, you know, us us boys. And we um, 
and kind of be talking first and all that. And then, uh, well, just when, right when we go to sleep, you know, when all, all the talking's done, nobody's talking no more, and somebody starts snoring or something like that, there's always this this thing, this guy that used to walk in, slide that thing over, and start bothering the boys that were in there, you know, which, you know, with us, it'll start, I usually start from, you know, like the, the one that's way in the corner first of that shade house. And it would sit, and then you you would hear on the second person, you, you, you could hear somebody saying, hey, don't bother me. Go on, get out of here, you know. All this time, we're thinking it might be uh, um, some some transient, you know, a uh, drunk or something like that that would come in the house, or not the house, but that shade tree, shade, shade house, I mean. Anyways, it would start going person to person. And then when it got to me, what it did was, you know, it was uh, like feeling my lips, you know, like me going, you know, yeah. <laughs> and all that time. Oh, I had my eyes shut. And um, while he's doing that, Somebody from the ones that he had already bothered says, "Ah, you know, there's there's this drunk guy that's in the in the shade house. You know, somebody chase him out." So uh, he would just do that and then feel up, feel over our uh, faces and then uh, um, our hair, and then you could tell that you know it, it when it breathes on you, it it just had that you know just bad breath kind of thing, and. Um, Somebody that didn't um, brush their teeth—that's that's what it smelled like—and um, just push them away. You know, that's what I did. You know, just push them away. Hey, you know, get out of here. So that's that's what I what I what I did, and eventually everybody everybody else, you know, all the boys that were in there, did that too. And then it would sit there for a little while, and then just walk around in there, and. It was just when you're about to go to sleep, then it would walk out. But it wouldn't leave that, um, it wouldn't put that uh, um, plywood back in place. It would just leave. And somebody would wake up and say, ah, you know, whoever that guy was, you know, doesn't have the respect to close the, the door back, you know, to written to close position, you know, because that, that was our door. That plywood, you just slide it onto uh, the opening. And here, um, the next morning, we would wake up, and there would be like, uh, we didn't know what kind of tracks they were. So, you know, somebody would just say, oh, you know, somebody was trying to look for a place to, to go crash out, too. You know, they're walking around with their with their bare feet already. <laughs> so that's, that, that was, you know, an encounter that um, always used to come around whenever we slept outside. You know, it was, you know, new when when the boys were outside you know, when we went to sleep. And uh, we never knew that it was, you know, the host team that would do that until later on when um, uh, it was kind of raining. So we put tarp over the shade house. And um, the next morning, 
oh hell broke loose. Some one of the one of the my uncles had um found some tracks right outside um our shade house and um it had walked all the way from you know, as they tracked it from my aunt's house which was like the eighth of a mile to the west from there and that's where they picked up the tracks all the way in to our house to my uncle's house and then back down towards into the wash and it was all done on barefoot and um uh, he must have known what it was right away then huh yeah he he knew what what it was and and uh we 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 tried to size our our foot to it and he threw he threw a fit about it. You're not supposed to do that. You're, you this is this is something else. At the time he didn't he didn't tell us what it was. All he said right. was, you know, it's it's um like I said, you know, it's horse face down below. But Jeez. the tracks weren't that that big or anything. It was just maybe about the um, about maybe twelve inches because it was kinda of like bigger than ours and right. and we Not thought gigantic. It was, yeah. And we didn't think it was like um, some boogeyman, some monster walk, walking around or anything like that until then. And here we just, uh, you know, thought it was some drunk trying to find a place to to crash out. And it would happen all the time. No, it was a face eater looking for a future meal. Oh, my God. What the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> and then, Holy crap. That's, that's what they and here, you know, there will be like um, dogs missing certain times and, and all of that. And uh, but it never it never bothered us, right? Maybe because we were just we were just too crazy or something like that. You know, like I said, you know, at certain times in those teenage years of mine, we used to race down from that wash. We knew where that thing lived, but we didn't think it was like a drunk or anything. We thought that the one person that used to come around at night was a drunk mm. and later on. But we, there's a there was a uh, one of those temporary shelters that these hosties make. They we would bet on each other and shake it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you tell me about that where you go down and pester the let's go down and pester the guy in the shack down by the river. <laughs> yeah. Just shake the whole the whole shelter and it would go ah. <laughs> when we got, when it yelled out more then we got more money because we bet it on it see who could who could make it real yell out real loud <laughs> and we thought it was just like an old man <laughs> behind there too <laughs> and we would just say <laughs> we just make that probably was happy about that damn kids quit messing around with me I gotta dig a hole and hide somewhere else <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and in at at first it used to live on the northeast side down in the wash, and then it made another shelter on the on the southeast side. You know, kind of like inside the tree line, mm-hmm. but you can still see see towards the wash area and all of that. And I bet you, you know, it, it moved from us from shaking its shelter all the time. <laughs> Get further away from me. Get out of my yard, you damn kids. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, that's what I always say. 
Oh, crabby place with Bigfoot. Get off my yard, you damn kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't. The thing was, it didn't lay inside the 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 shelter, but it laid behind it, and we would hear the sound from there. Like, ah! <laughs> and we would take off. Ha oh, oh, ha oh, oh, ha ha! You know, we made it. We we made it yell. <laughs> That's what we used to do as kids. You know, of course, we'd be running around as fast as we could away from there. You know. Betting each other five dollars. <laughs> Things I used to do uh, when I when I was out there, you know, growing up. Even for riding horses too, you know, it would uh, be in the rocks. Also, so say, hey, you know, there was somebody standing here. We knew we'd start tracking it down pretty soon. You know, start smelling the stench and all of that, and we say, ah, you know. It's probably just a dead dog or something like that. Did you see it standing? Yeah, I saw it standing. And then uh, the horses be all trying to take off from us, and we'll be forcing those horses down down into um, where the big boulders are at. All that we we've done that, and we chased it, and all that. And then it would run out. Sometimes it would be like way maybe uh, a quarter of a mile away from we. We see this this thing running as fast as it could, you know, towards the south, trying to get to the tree line, and then we take off after it on our horses. And then, um, well, it, we, we, it would beat us, but um, we would try and catch it and go down to where it went, down into the to the, to the bushes, the tree line uh, by the you know, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but, like, humans really can't outrun a horse. The what? A, a human cannot really outrun a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see something on two legs running away and you're trying to catch it on your horse and it's still getting further away yeah. from you, that's not a human. That's what, I mean. that's what I mean. We would try and chase it. We thought it was a man. We thought it was this track star, you know, that that, that um, maybe a, Olympic runner escapee or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody that was supposed to be in the Olympics, uh, got over here from, like, Yugoslavia and then defected and went and hid in the desert so they wouldn't ship them back to their tiny country. And they've been hiding out like a hostine ever since. So the world's fastest runner. Uh, no, I don't think so. You <laughs> used to, you know, try to run, run it down with our horses. That's what we used to do. And um, it disappeared in the tree line. We'd be trying to look in, looking around. Maybe there there was a cave we didn't know, but, you know, certain times it, it would do that, and we would try to take off after it. And, um, you know, that's that that was my teenage years, you know. It, it's just, you know, something that after, you know, at this age that I am now, you know, it's just uh, something that uh, you look. I look back on, and I, man, you know, like you said, you know, this Yugoslavian track star that outran the, the horses that one time, you know. It just happens to have the fastest human on earth living out in the desert by himself like a hermit, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, interestingly, the show that's uh, coming out next year, and by the time you guys hear this show, it'll be a couple shows ago. But I was talking to Rich about uh, Zano over there in uh, in Georgia, in the, next to the Caucasus Mountains, when they captured her and everything. And 
what the, the local townspeople who you know were around her for decades, all their descriptions of her and stuff, and that's one of the things that they mentioned that she could outrun a horse. Well, <clears throat> newsflash: humans can't outrun a horse. <laughs> so if you're talking about something, especially a female something that can outrun a horse and can pick up 170 pounds in one hand and walk up the hill with it, that's not a human. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> but if you're males that athletic, even human males can't do that. But if you're on the Navajo, race, the Navajo reservation and you're called Randy Yazid, then you would think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still got Zana's relatives running around down there on your reservation, probably. I wouldn't surprise me about. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff, you know. And you guys just got so much activity down there all the time. Like I said, I just did another uh, call with Brenda, um, which I'm in the process of putting together. And she was. This is just last weekend I recorded it, and she had been out earlier that day investigating a Bigfoot sighting where this poor guy was doing some uh, wood cutting around dark, you know, it was just starting to get dark and it screamed at him and literally chased him out of the woods. Now he got to turn back and see it a couple times and the thing was like nine, ten feet tall, glaring at him. And they would chase uh-huh. him just, you know, until until he'd stop and turn around and look and then it would just stand there and stare at him until he turned around and ran again and chased him out of the woods. So <laughs> and she had just got back from investigating this, had pictures of tracks and yada 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 uh, apparently the poor guy was really shook up. He had a he had the basic idea that there was such a thing as Bigfoot, but had never seen one or anything, you know. So the difference between it yeah. could maybe be real and you actually see one is huge, as you know. So he was still pretty yeah. shook up. Yeah, that that's that's one of the teachings um, that I do now. You know, if you look back on the uh, what Grandma and Grandpa used to say, you know, say go inside before the sun went down. Mm-hmm. They start to uh, these hustings. They start to move right within there. You know, they start uh, traveling, and they do that through all all night, and that's where people see them. You know, during the day when they're when they haven't got to their destination yet. That's when you know they kind of make a mistake or something. Maybe they took a detour or something like that. Then that's yeah. when people see them. Yeah. Or at night when while they're still traveling and people you know, we we have like lights, real bright lights nowadays that, you know, we can we can spot them like in vehicles and uh, yeah. houses and that before back in the old days like, you couldn't unless they were within range of the torch you were holding in your hand or the lantern exactly. which isn't very exactly. far. Yeah. If you if you just back then if you smelled something real bad and it was dark. It was just a dead dog or some dead animal that you walked by. That was it. Yeah. So you know the differences that um, that are um, from back then to now, or or the comparisons. I'm uh, I'm sorry. The compare uh, correlations, the comparisons, and all of that. You put it back together, then you know they they've been hanging around us real close, mm-hmm. watching us. Just, just taking food or whatever, and uh, just take off from there. You know, we thought they were they're dead animals, and all of a sudden, you know, or people would say, "Ah, oh, you know, late at night we're out in that shade house," and then there would be like a real bad stench, and then they'll say, "Oh, the wind must have changed." Where, 
which way is it coming from? Oh, it's coming from the south. Oh, there's probably a dead dog back there. So uh, yeah, you know those <laughs> dead dogs move around at night. That stench could be coming from anywhere. <laughs> That's how you know in the teenage years it was like that. <laughs> I know sometimes it's kind of merciful when you can't really put the pieces together and you don't really have a good idea of what's actually going on because if you did, you'd you know like be burning your underwear the next morning or something because uh, it'd be pretty scary. Yeah. Now my my one of my older brothers he says, uh, yeah, he says I saw a yeti down at the, down by the San Juan River. He says, oh, you mean the Sasquatch? No, it was a yeti. You know, I asked him why why are you calling it a yeti? He says, I'm just being different. He says, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a yowie. I said, I'm serious. <laughs> with it. Somebody imported it from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> there are people in the U.S. that call them yetis because they just, you know, for whatever reason, yeah, they've been right. hearing that. 1950s is when that whole thing started before there was a, really any knowledge about Bigfoot or anything. They were already talking about the abominable snowman and the yeti and stuff. So a lot of the older people in the U.S., that's sort of their reference point when you say something about, you know, Bigfoot or something like that. They always think of the yeti, the abominable snowman. So Yeah. And I asked him, how come you call, You don't call it the man, the hot team? You might be a woman, he says, so I just call it a yeti just to be... <laughs> 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 yeah, good answer, good answer. <laughs> yeah, my brother's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, people, make, people make jokes about it out here, you know. Or they might say that... That no good person just came around. They 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 give them names like that. That no good person came around and bothered us, and we didn't really sleep, or something like that. Or you know, I ran into that no good person because yeah, you know uh, the, they they um they you know throw rocks or branches and all that. When <laughs> you you think you're minding your own business and you're in their territory. And you get honored about it. Yeah, when I had that guest on from the, the Crow Nation talking about the uh, the little people over there where she lived, her encounters and stuff with them, she wouldn't even use their their actual native name for them because it's too too iffy. Or call them mm-hmm. little people or anything like that. She wanted to, we just settled on the word Pedro because of the Pedro Mountain Mummy, which are apparently the same little people. And she decided that mm-hmm. that was nebulous enough that we could just call them Pedro's. So the whole, if you, yeah. if you remember it, and I'm sure a bunch of you have heard it, the whole interview we were just referring to him as Pedro's because that was the only, the only way she was comfortable enough to actually talk about him. Because again, the thing with uh, some of these cryptids, you know, parallel supernatural. If you start actually saying their name, you're summoning them, you're drawing their yeah, attention to you, and you don't want that. Yeah, that's 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 the reason why we don't, you know, in the in the winter time is the only time that we would say, you know, like yeti. That's the real name for them. Yeah, so. And um, that's the reason why I don't, you know, I don't use that because, you know, we have, uh, we did have four seasons. Now there's only two. And um, all you're doing is summoning, summoning, summoning them and they come around. That's why, you know, I I say the host team because it's the man. And that's what, you know, that, that, you know, these mountain people that live by the mountain, they call them that, the person that comes down from the mountain. 
the house team just kill you, you know, the hairy man yeah. up the mountain. So you got the oh, house team just kill you. You've got the uh, Yeto. And uh, what's what's the other one, you guys? It's like a nickname, Yee Ya Man or something? Yeah. Yee Ya yeah. Man is just like, <laughs> like uh, you know, how they, um, the closest uh, thing that I could say to uh, about that is like, uh, you know how Shaggy and Scooby Doo they get scared and run from the mo- from the monsters. Well, I'm scared. Yeah. Joint. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's just like somebody sees the monster and they go yeah, and they run away. So it's a yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what um, uh, a scary expression. That's what yeah means. Man, it's just man. The man. I'm just curious because I saw that actually on your uh, on your group a couple times where you mentioned something about seeing a hot scene or something, and one of the other people will comment on there. Oh no, the ER man! <laughs> like, what, going, like, what's the ER man? <laughs> Need more yeah. information on this. That's sort of what I figured it was. I was like, are they talking about something that's just like so scary? They say ER. When they say it. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, that's what it was. So. Pretty cool. Yeah, a person might uh, Navajo might put it in a sentence like, if the person is uh, don't want to hear about uh, uh, what uh, a scary subject, they might just walk away and start saying, and then just say yeah, yeah and then just walk away, <laughs> meaning I'm scared. <laughs> Whereas, like, like if you're a white man and you don't want to hear what they're saying, you just cover your ears up and walk away and go la 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 la. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not listening. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's really hilarious, man. It's great that you guys have that much cultural heritage still going on where you've got your traditional terminology and you've got your little slang phrases and all that kind of stuff. It really bugs me when the Native nations, you know, or even like little tribes or anything, totally lose touch with all their cultural heritage and forget their language and forget all their the cultural, uh, you know, heritage is a different, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, ceremonies and yeah. holidays and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, why are why are you letting this happen? Why are you just letting your culture die? Don't you like it? Yeah. I think it's really yeah, super sad. I hate to see that anywhere in the world. Yep. And that's one thing I love about the Navajo. It seems like you guys actually have, you know, the you want to keep your, your traditional beliefs and language and stuff like that alive so you can pass it on to the future. Yeah, that's majority of the, the, the southwestern tribes are like that, you know, like well, we have our, our brothers that are on these uh, reservations out here, the Pueblos and the Hopis and uh, the Utes and uh, Paiutes and the Apaches. Mm-hmm. You know, we we you know we, we try to uh, try to uh, practice what we um, what we know. You know, try and hand it down to our uh, our our younger generation. Right on. And um, yeah, it's like that. There's, there's there's people out there that are actually still doing that. And um, you know, there's a lot of my uh, Facebook friends that are like that also. Yeah, and that's one of the things I heard that really impressed me, that there are still, 
Navajo living the old traditional lifestyle that sort of like never modernized and never became modern and just went, ah, screw that, and just, you know, stayed traditional. That's just so cool. Yeah. They still, they still bring in, they still bring in water, you know. Yep. They still bring in water, haul, haul water from way out there and, you know, drink that and uh, go to, um, now, now the easy thing is to go to, uh, these uh, grocery stores and get all of that and then put it, go back, but then, you know, uh, they buy enough to last like a whole month or something like that. So they don't have to go into town very often. Yay, good plan. Yeah. There's people yeah. out here that do that too, and it's not like a native thing. It's just like, I don't like towns, towns and crowds and hustle and bustle, and I'm going to have as little contact with it as possible. <laughs> When everything runs dry, I'll run into town and get more groceries and restock for another month sort of thing. So totally yeah. can relate to that attitude. you got a lot of it up here in Montana, too. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's, it's, it's you know, we try to still still do that down here. That's, that's and then we've come to find out about, you know, this uh, Bigfoot phenomenon. And, and like, um, hey, you know. Let's see. Let's 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 see it. That's more or less. That's how how it is. You know. Let's see a monster, because yeah. uh, the way that we we always uh, say it, we we try to um, think back on our uh, traditional uh, teachings, and it is that this host team, this Bigfoot, is part of the ways of teaching discipline and uh, discipline. That was what it was. And uh, they would say, you know, don't stay out at night and um, come in before the sun comes down. Just go to sleep, and early in the morning you can come back up refreshed. Mm-hmm. Or don't be whistling at night because uh, <laughs> you bring in the 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 genies, the the, the the ghosts they call them because they in these uh certain certain lights, uh, the street lights, these uh hustings, they will look like uh. They don't have hair, also. Some of them like that. Oh, that's really weird. So yeah, that's 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 how it is, and that, then that's the reason why they say don't 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 whistle at night, because you bring in the ghosts. Yeah, you bring in the ghosts. Yeah, you bring in the hockey. You know, yeah. you get a lot of that stuff too. Of these uh, people going, well, there's an old abandoned farm over there, and it's haunted. Well, how do you know? Well, we've been over to the farmhouse, and that, you know, we don't go in there because that might be haunted, too. But you hear weird noises coming from the barn. There's, like, howls and scary cries and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, you got an abandoned barn Bigfoot's living in, and when you get too close, he gets mad and makes a racket, and you think it's a ghost, so you stay away. Mission accomplished. He's exactly. happy with it. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how it is down here, too. And here, uh, nobody, they'll say, you know, don't don't go to that certain house. You know, there's a ghost living in there. Ghost, all right. You see it in the dark, and then I say, oh, okay. You know, I, I, you know, that's how the teaching is. You know, it's yeah, it's to deter the person, not to scare the person, but to deter the person from going over there. Right. And um, it's so not like the objective is to terrify them; it's to warn them. Yes, exactly. And and some of them they go over there and then they come back crying and all of that and 
So, you know, that's... that's you go, well, we told you to not go over there. <laughs> you didn't listen. <yeah. laughs> and here comes, here comes the caveman just shaking shelters of monsters, you know. <laughs> well, that's your job. That's why you're the caveman. Okay, the rest <laughs> of you run away from the hot scene. I'll find a shelter and go shake it during the day and really make a yeah. mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you can, you know... If a person hears a cry or or a scream like that, you know, it's going to stay, it's going to, you know, stay with them for the rest of their lives, you know. No matter if they have nightmares about it or, you know, they just, they just, um, every every little sound that they hear that sounds um, like the cry that they made, that's, um, it's going to, it's going to stick with them. That's how it is. Some of the noises they can make, you know, the howls like, uh, if you ever heard timber wolves howling, man, they sound like ghosts. They don't yip and bark like coyotes do. They howl, you know, they sound like a, a chorus line of ghosts. And uh, Bigfoot doing the same kind yeah. of howls or screams or anything like that, anybody that heard it would go, well, that's not a normal animal. I don't know what the hell that is. It sounds like some kind of a monster or demon or ghost or something, and it would just scare the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah, the wolf will do that. But then <laughs> if you hear... Uh, if you hear a, a husting, try and um, imitate that, and then don't really have the experience, or maybe they're just now learning. <clears throat> they're just uh, the way I say it is, they're just like uh, us. They'll be like, ooh, like not not yeah. not that high, but you know, ooh, <laughs> and then 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 they'll have like a, maybe a scratch in their throat or something like that, you know. <laughs> Gives it away. Yeah, I heard one one night that was like actually pretty good, but he screwed it up completely by starting out as a crow and then ending as an owl hoot. And uh, <clears throat> no, one animal can't do that. That <laughs> you're definitely mixing up your animals, or you just totally gave yourself away. And crows don't hoot at night either. I mean, owl, crows don't caw at night. Owls hoot, but crows don't caw at night because then they're a target, and the owl will eat them. So you really don't hear a crow going, ah, 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 ooh, uh, no. <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you about that one? This is kind of off of Bigfoot. But um, did I tell you about that one, the, the, about the crow making that sound? No, I don't think so. Well, this one was <laughs> uh, coming out of uh, uh, the college. And... Um, uh, one of my buddies met me about uh, halfway from where our vehicles were parked. We were walking out, and we were done with our classes. And uh, you know how one at one time I had that um, uh, Facebook profile picture as uh, the predator. <laughs> yeah. Um, and here, uh, um, I had the sound to it. You know how where it clicks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had the the, the ringtone as that too, and uh, every time when somebody called, you know, predator would come on like that. And then here, it did that, and um, I picked up the phone, and um, I think it was my mom that had called, and just before I pushed uh, the send button, um, she hung up. Uh, so I didn't, you know, I, I thought I'd call her later, so I put it back in uh, in its case. We walked about maybe 10 steps, and here the sound came again. 
So I picked up my phone and looked at it again. There was nothing. Uh oh. She must be playing phone tag with me. And then so I put it away again. And we were talking, you know, about our art class. And here uh, it did that again. <laughs> I took out my phone. There's nothing. Nobody calling me. And then he looks at me. He says, Isn't that the predator? He says, I said, Yeah. So I was looking at him. I think my mom keeps calling me, hanging up. And then he says, but that didn't come from your phone, he says. And we started looking around. Oh, man, you know, we're looking around. And he says, you know what? He says, you're too much into Bigfoot. He says, what if the predator is following me? And he we took off. <laughs> we took off. We took off out, you know, out from there, from where we were standing, and we ran behind my my vehicle. And we were looking, uh, we were looking around, see what you know. And then he said, "Doesn't the predator go get invisible?" He says, "I said, yeah." Oh, so where <laughs> and then we were all looking around, and he. He says, "I'll I'll look at um, look from the the tail end of the truck, and you you keep looking around from the front side." He says, and um, there was nothing because we were hiding. Then he says, "Stick your head up again." So I stuck my head up. Then there goes that sound again. Oh God! <laughs> it went down again, and it sounded exactly the way my. My my phone was and and uh, it was you know the predator you know it was the predator sound the click like you're starting to think and, the friggin' predator's real and it's around there at this point yeah and here and here uh, he he um he he says he calls me over he's sitting at the you know at the end uh, at by the tailgate you know looking back from where the sound was coming from and he says it's coming from that tree he says. And we were looking that way. Then I had, um, um, another person walked out, you know, um, from the college. And then it had a ringtone also. It went, and <laughs> it made that sound. And here a little crow hopped out on one of the branches from where we were looking at. Man, those things, those, 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 that bird was smart. It made <laughs> like that. It was a show that we found out. So, you know. Yeah, I've heard of predator drones before, but I never heard of a predator crow before. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was, you know. And, you know, these uh, that, that crow could make um, the predator click. <laughs> he must have been having a great time scaring the hell out of you guys. Oh, this is fun. Look, they're running. I'll do it again. <laughs> We felt stupid as <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a friend up in northern Minnesota that caught a crow when he was uh was little what was it a crow? I'm not sure if it was a crow or a raven. I think it was a crow, but anyway he had that thing for years and it actually learned to make all kinds of sounds and could say a few words too. So it was kinda of like, you know, having a parrot or something. You're really good at mimicking noises. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, they would make um, 
all, and that's what I noticed. And then um, you, um, every time I would uh, walk out to feed my animals or my my cats out here, there would one there would be one sitting on top of uh, the street light in the back of my house, and my cats would come running. And then how I um, how I called my cats was just like. Say that, and then you know these cats, you know, you know some other cats that are around, whole come out, whole bunch of them. So I had to put my my cats back in and then feed them. Otherwise, <laughs> the other cats will eat all of it. Yeah, after that, that thing, that cat, that crow would sit on top of right <laughs> on top of the street light and say. And these cats would just run out from somewhere like that. Too. Yeah. Damn crow. I, I chased that crow away, you know, never come back. I'm the only one that makes that sound. So, uh, Get out of here. Quit calling all the cats in the neighborhood. Yeah. Can't feed all that's of what them. I'm doing. So, um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> so I know, you know, that they, that they do that. So That's hilarious. But, no. Yeah, you got to be careful always when you're when you're uh, listening to some weird noises in the woods and what it what it is that you're actually hearing because it's uh, you can easily be deceived. that some animal you haven't heard a lot or anything making some weird noises they don't normally make? And oh my God, that's a Bigfoot. Well, no, it was just a moose in heat. But you hadn't heard yeah. that before, so you think it's a Bigfoot. You know? Oh my God, what was yeah. that blood curdling scream? It sounded like a woman screaming. Uh, that was a mom lion screaming. That wasn't a Bigfoot. You know, mm-hmm. so it's easy for people that don't have that much experience to hear things like this. Oh, it might have been a Bigfoot, you know, and it's like, well, well, you know, if it sounds like a frog and it sounds like a 500-pound frog or something, maybe it's a Bigfoot. But <laughs> some of these other things, it's like you could be hearing something else and just misdiagnosing what it actually is. You know, case in point there, you guys thought you had the predator there and it was just a crow that thought he was you know, going to have a fun time to screw around with a couple of humans for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, considering some of the other behavior I've heard from crows, that really doesn't surprise me very much. They're notorious for stealing things, too. They like shiny things. You know, they'll steal shiny stuff and fly off with it, even though they don't have any use for it for whatever reason. It's interesting to them, so they take it. Um, yeah, I, so. majority of my animals around here, they're all ornery. You know, we're, we're all like that. It was... <laughs> There was this crow that came down, and maybe a visitor from somewhere else. He tried to pick up one of the kittens. All these cats came out from somewhere, and, and they just beat him up. <laughs> and then he went, well, I'm not going to get away with that one. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to fly back up, and they keep attacking him. That's when I had seven, seven cats. You know, oh, kept my God. Him. He didn't know that you had a whole gang of like gangster cats that were hanging out there. He misunderestimated that one, right? When I'd let go of the cats, even the dogs would hide too. That's how they were. Now I'm down to uh, down to unleash the cats. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing. They just jump on anybody's face. Even the goats, you know, even the goats. You know, there was one that always used to just. <clears throat> but you for no reason. That was a male goat, one of those Billy Goat Gruff. Yeah. 
they were just ornery, you know, even the horses. You try to you feed it, and then it just bites you on the arm, you know. <laughs> you have all crabby animals there. Well, yeah. it's probably better that they're crabby. It helps them defend themselves from the little people in the, the uh, horsey molesting hosting that run around there, keep themselves safe yeah. by being crabby and biting everything. But I'll... Hey, um, I'll take a um, another picture of uh, what the hosting's doing to my um, to my fences around the the goats. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's one thing that um, I, I I'm kind of certain that it's there for water because it's not bothering any of the other side of the fences. It's not, you know, trying to... If it wanted to climb in, it would have climbed in and took one of my goats. Right. But this um, snaps my um, my fences, you know, one at a time. You know how there's, like, knots? I don't know what you call them on those uh, fences where they come together. Mm-hmm. They're, they're snapped off. They're, like, twisted off. Wow. And here... Um, where all of this is going on is right where uh, the goats drink. So there's either, you know, it's just there, you know, making a, um, getting getting into the water and um, just uh, doing a, going about its business, doing its own thing. Or it sits from there and trying to make a, um, a bigger hole to grab one of them um, goats. That are nearby the the water the water bucket. That's what I was thinking. So sometimes when I um, you know, when I'm um, in a good mood, I put water in one of the um, outside troughs. Only maybe about ten gallons of it. And then in the morning time, um, it won't bother my fence. But in the morning time, I mean, that the rim of that um, trough would smell like crap. Hey, been in there drinking. Hey, can you hold on for just a second? Just hold on just a second. Sorry, dude, eyeballs were floating. I had to use the bathroom real quick. Uh-huh. Oh. So if you put the water out there for him, then he wouldn't have to break into the goat pen. He'd have water to drink. Yeah. That's the way to do it, man. You know, it's the same thing we did when they were pestering our camp, trying to steal our food all the time. We just went... All right, we're just going to take our leftovers, and we're going to put them in a little bag, and we're just going to take them away from camp, like 50, 60 feet down the hillside, and leave them there, and then they can quit coming into camp. And that's all we had to do when they quit coming into camp. Exactly. And that's what I say um, to my fellow uh, neighbors and everybody else down down here. If you have leftovers, bones or whatever, even uh, watermelon quartz, you know, just take them away from the house. Mm-hmm. You're gonna stay out there. Yeah, we didn't start out feeding them. They started sneaking into camp, stealing food, and we started, you know, we 
we thought maybe it might be little animals, but after we eliminated every possibility, it became quite apparent who it was. And especially after one of them left a 19-inch track right in front of my damn tent, and it was really, really obvious who it was. And I just went, yeah. okay, well, that's it. We're taking anything that smells yummy that's not in a container, and we're just going to put it down down by the river where they go turn over rocks every night anyway and just leave it there mm-hmm. for them. And also they won't come into camp and pester us anymore. <laughs> I don't want a Bigfoot with a 19-inch footprint right next to my head uh, in front of the tent. So. Yeah. Here I have a a T-post um, about um, 100 feet from from my house to the east, and I um, if it rarely this is rarely if I have like uh, a leftovers, I take it out there, put some on the ground, and I just put an apple on you know push the apple onto the T-post, which the T-post is uh, seven foot, and um, when that apple is out, I mean, when the apple is gone and the food is gone, I know what it is. Yeah. And, and at night, so if if the apple's still gone, I mean, if the apple's still there and the food is gone, then there was some other critter that came around. Yeah. That's that's what if I the do, apple's you know, gone too. It had to be tall enough to reach up seven feet to get to have apple. That's pretty exactly. short list. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that that's what I do, and that's how I know it's either uh, a husking or a coyote or a dog that came around. Right. Wow. Those are the things. Uh, you know, again, I'm just I'm just glad that I live in a place where I'm like sort of on the edge of the town, so I don't have a lot of like them running around the yard all the time or something. I I don't want to put up with that anymore. You know, yeah. we got we got deer living in the backyard. I go out and have a cigarette and see between three and seven deer at any time because they live right there. So that's enough nature. <laughs> I don't need Bigfoot living in the friggin' backyard too. That no. <laughs> Come outside and have Bigfoot twisting a deer's head off and killing it. No, 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 no. Just no. Just yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, was there anything else you wanted to update anybody on here? I see we're kind of running low on time. Okay, uh, well, you know, just be careful out there. You know, just do whatever, you know, if you're doing research or investigating, just be careful out there. Be safe. Don't do things that, you know, other people will try and dare you to do. That's that's, on, that, that's only for me. <laughs> and then... Um, you know, be aware of your surroundings. All, all when you go through camping and all of that, leave. Don't leave the little kids playing by themselves and sitting back and all of that. Be out there with them and, you know, be their uh, protector. Yeah, That's, yeah. Especially you know, don't leave the little kids alone. Like ever. Keep an eye on all yeah. the time. Yeah. So. You know, I'd just like to say that to uh, the people that are listening out there. You know, be safe. And also, you know, just have a good life. Have, you know, stay strong. Do what you need to do. Right on. That's it. Okay. Totally agree with you, brother. More words of wisdom from the caveman down there in the southwest. And meanwhile, folks, uh, welcome. I mean, excuse me. Thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. 
Uh, be kind to everybody. Pay it forward. Safety first, last, and always. And no matter what you do, no matter how tempting it is, no matter how much you've taken leave of your senses, do not hug the Wookiee. Good night, everybody. I'll go on there. Do not hug the Wookiee. Uh, now that I've been doing that, everybody's been sending me, like, Wookiee memes constantly. i got, like, plenty of Wookiee memes. I can do new ones all the time. I even got one of, like, Chewbacca's head was going, and the translation is, do not hug the Wookiee. <laughs> All kinds of fun. And another one, uh, you know, I think I used it in the last show is uh, uh, Renegade Wookiee. Oh, breaking news, Renegade Wookiee admits that all Bigfoot sightings ever were a result of him. <laughs> yeah, always when you see my shows, watch at the very end of it, right before it goes into the closing music, there'll be a Wookiee meme every single time. And they're usually different every time. <laughs> they even got a little gifty that's about three seconds long of part of the Patterson-Gimlin film where Patty's walking away and looks over her shoulder, except somebody uh-huh. did some Photoshop on it. And while she's looking over her shoulder, she she lifts her left arm and flips them off. So I've been putting that one in occasionally, too. And it said flashes, don't hug the Wookiee, right, when she turns and flips you off. <laughs> <laughs> These guys were, uh, my friends were telling me um, they should put in a, like a, a little uh, little movie, maybe 15 minutes or something like that. And then uh, I would be like, uh, you know, how commenting on it, you know, like uh, uh, like I'm watching the movie. Right. And I'd be making comments on it. Right. On anything right. like that. Mystery Science Theater 3000, that's what they did for their whole their show. That's all it was. Those old crappy B and C rated sci-fi movies and they just sit there and insult them the whole show. Yeah. And they were... It was hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they wanted to um, put together also. They'll be sitting right there, maybe put a coyote face on, uh, like a coyote that's sitting beside me. <laughs> And I'll be talking with that coyote. You and the coyote insulting the stupid movie that you're watching. And now occasionally yeah. they should have a shot of you and the coyote sitting together so you can see behind you. And behind you there's like a huge picture window. And every so often there's like a Bigfoot looking through the picture window, watching the movie, but he never gets a comment. And you guys never realize he's there, actually. And then, yeah. They were saying, dude, we had some like maybe six guys that are like six nine in college. And they were saying... We can probably dress them up like uh, like Bigfoot, you know, just just the, the backside of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then let him sit in front of you guys. <laughs> let him sit in front of you guys like you're watching a movie and you're all commenting. And here he comes in, he, he sits in front of you guys, blocks you guys' view. It would be even better if every so often you'd make a comment that's really friggin' hilarious and the Bigfoot watches you yeah. line and starts to crack up. And then has to throw his hand over his mouth and duck down. And you guys turn and look and there's nothing there. And then you look back at the screen and go back to what you're doing. And then he shows, pops back up again and starts watching. <laughs> and then they were saying, we might just blur the image while he's sitting in front of you. And you guys are all commenting, like, what's that blur in front of us? <laughs> 
I know there's a few people that are thinking about doing some of these little comedy Bigfoot shorts, and I encourage you all to go ahead and do it. Because I'm going to shortly have my own website, my own .com. So I can put up anybody's videos that I want. Screw YouTube. There are no standards. We'll run whatever the fuck we want. And one of the other people in the community that I'm definitely going to be running videos from is our, our superhero, Bigfoot Trashman. And we'll be running Bigfoot Trashman videos. And I'm probably going to be doing a few of my own under the, uh, you know, the anonymous videos. This is anonymous. Yeah. Global. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, just picture that, except for anonymous, instead of a guy fox mask, has a grinning Janosko with jagged teeth mask that he's wearing. And he's doing the report as anonymous Yeti. And then at the end, it's like, we never forgive. We never forget. We have been watching. You should have expected us. We're tree peekers, dumbass. <laughs> we will be watching through your kitchen window. You should have expected us. We're tree peekers. So, yeah, I, I'm anticipating that a bunch of us smart asses are going to be having lots of fun with these little short videos. So, please, by all means, feel encouraged to do those things. And who knows, maybe it'll be a huge hit or something, you know. Caveman watches the movies. You and the coyote on the couch commenting about the movies and Bigfoot sneaking peeks through the window in the background all the time. And every time you turn around and look, he always ducks down. You never actually see him. <laughs> or just learn the Just the greatest you know? joke ever. People would tune into that episode just to see if Bigfoot was going to pop up in the window behind you watching the show and what he was going to do. <laughs> Uh, that would be good. Uh, damn, getting ideas. <laughs> well, the damn thing practically writes itself. It's such an obviously good idea. There's a million directions you can go with that. Go forth. Mind the humor potential. The same thing with Bigfoot Trashman doing is, you know, like, like Batman, the Cape Crusader, kicking out the Bigfoot Trash, Bigfoot Trashman. You know, and then I'm going to do the same thing with Anonymous Yeti, so why not? I have a fucking sense of humor. People love it. They love that yeah. shit. Yeah, I even figured out a way to work in the dead carts or Monty Python and the Holy Grail into the show that I'm working on right now. So, you know, you got to oh. do it. Whenever we get on the subject of the Black Plague, I'm going to make some comment about dead carts so that I can show a picture of the dead carts from Monty Python and the Holy Grail and make some smart-ass comments. <laughs> like in the one Zana where he's going, and she just did basic work for him. She would help him move stuff around and fetch water and, you know, move rocks out of the fields. And I'm like, and pull the dead cart when there was an outbreak of the plague. <laughs> and I showed a picture of the dead cart. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Zona, grab the dead cart. Bring out your dead. Somebody made a really funny mishmash uh, video the other day that's uh, uh, Monty Python and the Game of Thrones, where they're like splicing scenes together between money, scenes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail and scenes from Game of Thrones. And there's like the army from Game of Thrones is outside the castle laying siege to it. And If you do not turn over so-and-so, we will hang your lord. We have him out here. And then it shows the French knight up in the parapets. Go ahead and boil your bottom, you empty-headed animal, foot off wipers. I do not care. I fought in your general direction and waved my private parts at your aunties. And they're like, uh... <laughs> 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 fuck. And they're like, we will cut his throat. Go away. I don't want to talk to you no more, you stupid English knigget. 
funny as fuck. Oh, shit. Well, all right, man. Thanks for coming on the show and doing another episode. I still got tons of images from previous ones that you you did so I can show all the cool pictures. You got a little Bigfoot hiding all over the damn place that you seem to have managed to accumulate a lot of. And I've got one version of the little guy. I think it was the original one that you posted on your group. I don't know if you got a better version or different versions of that or anything. If you do, send them along. And then uh, oh. the video or pictures or whatever, when you get them processed from the track line that you were finding not very long ago, make sure to send that. Okay. The rule here is that pretty much anything you mention on the air, you're sort of obliged to provide the image of it. Because uh, that's like one of my pet peeves for all these other radio podcasts. Oh, we got video and pictures of this and blah, 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 blah. Well, how convenient you're on a radio show where you don't have to show it. I don't have a radio show. You do have to show it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these people say, I got this, I got that, I got the other thing. They don't have any of it. They just realize they're on a radio show so they can make all kinds of fucking claims and get away with it. Yeah. Whereas I know you're exactly the opposite. If you say you got it, you got it. You, Kat, Brenda, most of the people that I have anything to do with, well, I got a picture of this. We'll send it on over. Ping. Two seconds later, I'm looking at it going, holy crap. <laughs> you know, like none of you guys bullshit. If you say you got a picture or video or something, you've got it. Yeah. There's um. <clears throat> what I tell my, uh, um, if, you pro- if you know that, um, I tell, if I put a picture up, I try to tell people, you know, just play with it and post it back up <clears throat> to make it more clear. Mm-hmm. So on that thread uh, where the little guy was running, uh, I think uh, Dave Oz was the one that um, made it made it real clear. Did a better version. Of that. Take a look at that. If you want to just send me the original, original, because I can do some photo processing of the equipment I got right now, and in the future, near future, I'll be able to do incredible photo processing with all kinds of stuff and enhancements and just like thinker bunker, maybe even better than uh-huh. what he's got. Um, but for right now, I'm sort of limited to the basic Photoshop that I've got on the computer I can do right now, where I can do, you know, enhance color clarity, um, change the colors on it, crop it, rotate, all kinds of shit like that. That's why it's like, as soon as you posted that one picture that was sideways, like five seconds later, I had it upright and back on your site again, because I know how to do all that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll become more of a resource in the future for you guys as long as you're taking pictures of anything that's got a resolution of 300 PSI or better. The software and computer uh, stuff that I have access to will be able to do a lot with it. Pull images out of shadows and trees and tell you if there's actually something there or not. As long as the resolution is high enough. It has to be at least 300 pixels an inch. Yeah. I, I run mine somewhere 480 or something like that. Yeah, that's plenty. That's more than enough to get good images. If there's something hiding in the background in a shadow or something with the right software, you can bring it right out. And you can definitively say whether it's a shadow or whether there's something there. No question. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, buddy. Well, I'm fucking exhausted, and I'm still looking at another two or three hours of editing here before I can even start uploading this damn show, so i got to get going and get something out right, here before then. I get even broker than I am already. That's even possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Plus, I want to eat something well, today, too. Coming. What's that? 
Well, I'll let you go then. All right, brother. Thanks again for your willingness to be on the show and be a guest and, you know, just for being my friend in general. I really appreciate it, man. There's, you know, a very limited group of people out there that I consider to be close and trustworthy friends, and you're in that group. Yeah, thank you. Hey, um, I meant to, I meant to ask you, uh, um, the one, uh, that lag quest, is that the one you were talking about? Yep. To go up to Montana? It's not Montana. It's over in Idaho, but yeah. He's in central oh. Idaho, which makes it almost impossible for anybody that doesn't know pretty much where he is to ever find him because that whole area is undeveloped and will always remain undeveloped. They're not going to make roads through it. It's all national forest, and it's 4 million acres. Uh-huh. So we're not going to have any competition. We're not going to be like, we can tell them when we're going to be there. Good luck finding which part of the forest we're in. It's 4 million acres. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's going to be pretty hard to narrow it down. Oh, well, yeah, we got this whole team. We're all going to be out here. and Somewhere in this 4 million acres, good luck figuring out where. Uh-huh. You got 4 million acres of forest in your whole state? Probably not. Okay. 4 million so acres that's is a lot of you... forest, right? So that glad, glad quest was the one you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. The idea is to go and try and see if we can find evidence of Glag still being around or actually find him. Because we know pretty much exactly where Kevin saw him the last time. And he's even been doing some looking around on satellite images and found out that although they were coming in through the country from one direction, about 20 miles, uh, via a scooter, motorcycle, whatever, and then on foot for part of it, that... Uh, Actually, if you came in from the other side, there's an access only about five miles away from where they were at. So we can come in that way and be only five miles away from where we need to get to and make a base camp. So it's going to be even like that much way easier. Oh, what's this place called? Hmm? What's that place called? Which mountain range? Like I said, Central Idaho, that's what it's called. I'm not sure exactly where. He didn't tell me. The nearest, the nearest town? Uh, fuck, I'm not even sure what the nearest town would be over there. The nearest town would probably be about 30 miles away, so that'd be relevant. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically what we need to do is just get the information to him on, okay, which access road are we taking? Where's that? Because... That's about as close to civilization as we'll be. We'll be going okay. off a freeway onto an access road into four million acres of woods. Okay. Well, now I'm playing there. Yeah, this is... Uh, All right. Yeah. You've been up here in this side of the country before? Because, you know, big woods. Big woods. No. Yeah. Well, just, you know, picture standing on one side of a mountain range looking across five or six mountains to the other side of the mountain range and it's all covered with forest and in between you and the other side there's nothing. Not one fucking road, not one house, no people. And that's common. Uh-huh. There's 53, no, 52 or 53 mountain ranges just in western Montana. That's all there is. The whole This whole side of the state is nothing but mountain ranges and forest. That's all there is. 
no flat open there that doesn't exist. The Belmont range is porous. Okay. So you know, pretty different than where you're used to. And like a lot of like I said, a lot of the mountains around here from where the base of the mountain is up to the top of it, it's a vertical mile or more. All right. Lots of rugged terrain. So when you have it like narrowed down close to where you need to be, that's a good thing because you're not going to be doing a whole lot of long distance walking around up and down fucking mountains. Way too dangerous. Takes too long. So better to get close to where he is and just make him come find us. That's the real plan. Oh, okay. Because we ain't going to fucking find no Bigfoot. We're going to have to make him find us. And if we're anywhere near his area, chances are good he's either the Alpha or, you know, one of the members of a good-sized troop out there. And somebody's obviously going to be telling the rest of the troop, hey, there's a bunch of humans in our area. What's screwed? What the hell are they doing here? And then the rest of them will get curious and come check us out. Well, at that point, if Glag smells Kevin, then, you know, he'll know Kevin's there. And mission accomplished. If he's going to show up, he'll show up. And he probably hears his voice and everything else, too. I'm sure he recognized the voice if you heard it. Uh-huh. Spent five years with somebody who can pretty much hear their voice and know who it is. Uh-huh. Right? We can. Yep. So we're, 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 we're planning on, like, driving up there. Well, basically what the plan is here is we're all going to be meeting at some point probably over here in Missoula and then going over into Idaho, or we could be meeting actually in Idaho. We don't know at this point. And uh, from there, we'll we'll be on foot. How we all get here is up to everybody to decide. Some of them are going to fly, some of them are going to drive. We're trying to get a sponsor for us. If we got the money issue covered, everybody can just fly. And, you know, I'll meet right here in Missoula because we've got an airport right here, and it's the closest one to where we're going in the next state, which tells you just how populated it is here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to fly into an airport in the other state next to it because that's closer than flying into an airport in that state. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's basically it. So I wouldn't like trouble myself to gather up a lot of change or anything at this point because it's going to be fairly cost prohibitive. If really, if we don't have a sponsor to do this, I don't see how we're going to do it because I don't think it's crowd fundable. The whole saga hasn't been around and popular enough yet to have that many people that are interested in pitching in money on it. And most of the people that are interested in it are fans and stuff, and they just don't have any money. And why should we be asking them to pitch it out of their pockets when there's perfectly filthy rich people out there that even listen to my show and have plenty of money and should just pony some up so that we can go do this expedition? And I happen to know that like one of the, the people that's been a repeated guest on my show has a friend that's a billionaire that listens to the show. So he's working on convincing him right now. Uh-huh. So, yeah. He could, like, crap a million dollars and wouldn't even notice it was gone. That would be, like, a zillion times more than what we need to do this little expedition. So just keep your fingers crossed and hope we can get him on our side because then we can cover all the expenses and actually do a, like, real, you know, Tom Slick to the Himalayas-type expedition with, uh, you know, six or, six or eight good researchers and support team get us out there and spend a week or ten days. But anyway, yeah, you're definitely picked to be on the team. You're on Team GladQuest. So, like I said, it's all just, you know, a waiting game at this point. I pretty much got everything else covered. If we've got enough fucking funding for it, we can even bring in mountain horses 
to get us back and forth so we don't have to use any mechanized anything. Because um, there's a gentleman that, that breeds and trains mountain horses and is really into Bigfooting. He lives right over in Washington State, and he's got the trailer to drag him over with and would probably love to do it and just have to be able to pay for his gas and, you know, cover his time and everything. And, uh, yeah. and of course, I'm talking about Bob fucking Gimlin. So, yeah, I've got everything covered, dude. I've got aerial reconnaissance from Bigfoot in Germany lined up. All we have to have is budget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm serious as a fucking heart attack. The only person on this team that's even an alternate right now is Bear because I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it, really. Uh-huh. Everybody else is, like, totally down for it. 100%, yeah. You know, find, find a way to fund this fucking thing. We're totally down for it. So anyway, I better let you go before this program file gets too damn long and crashes because we went too far over time on it. But uh, All right. thanks again for spending some time with me and getting another kick-ass recording done here. And you got a week or so, so you know, send send along them picture files and videos and stuff when you get a chance to send them to me, and I'll add them in there okay. and make you look even more awesome than you actually are, if that's even possible. So there you go. All right then. Just just ask me. Um, uh, what was it that? I'll just send you a whole bunch of uh, video, uh, not videos, uh, uh, pictures. What about pictures? Now I missed part of that. I'm sorry. I said uh, I'll just send you a whole bunch of them. Yeah, just send me send me a bunch of pictures. I got like all the pictures that we used on previous shows, so don't bother duplicating any of those. But anything else, even like scenery shots, you know, here's what, here's what it looks like around my house. Here's what the wash behind my house looks like. Here's what a thicket looks like. All that shit I can put in the show, and it works really well because when you're talking about something like that, blah, 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 and, you know, it's chasing my cats around by the house. Well, just a picture of what the area around by your house looks like. It doesn't have to show the house or anything. Just so people are like, okay, this is what it looks like, you know. It gives them something to look at. Yeah. I'll take I'll take a picture of all the the hand marks and the dents in my house. Definitely, there's some good stuff to show for sure. All right, brother, have a great night, and we'll talk to you again sometime soon. You got my number now, so this is the new number. Okay. Yeah. Not not giving it out to anybody, so you've got it. So don't be yeah. like a stranger. Give me a call when you want to talk. All right, then I'll catch you later, okay, buddy. Bud. Okay. Have Bye. a great night. Bye.